Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, I'm back. They're just finishing up the national anthem. We'll give them just a second here. Very good. I always like to respect that. We have a lot of respect. I love this country and have been fortunate to have been born here. Uh, we're at the, we're broadcasting live from the International Sportsman's Exposition in Denver at the Convention Center. Uh, with just the show just opened or it's just opening. We'll be here today till seven o'clock. We'll be here tomorrow, ten to five, Karen, ten to four. And tomorrow we're giving away uh, a bunch of free rods, about 70 free rods we're giving to youth that show up with their parents tomorrow. And in and, and a later on segment in the show, I'm going to tell you exactly how you can get those while they last. But the important thing is plan on coming down tomorrow. Right now, let's go to the phones and joining us. He was here Thursday with, uh, with us at the show, but he said something about going ice fishing. It's Nate Zelinsky. Good morning, Terry. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you? I am fantastic. I am standing on the ice at the oh, yeah. beautiful Blue Mesa Reservoir, and holy cow, what an event we're, uh, we're sitting at here. So it's a very exciting day. Hey, Nate, real quick, Karen just reminded me i got to give away a couple ISE tickets. So whoever texts 303-713-1043, 303-713-1043, Chad Lachance is doing a seminar at 1030 Give us the top, first one to give us the topic of that seminar. We'll get two tickets and we'll call to get into the International Sportsman's Exposition. And when you come today, you won't have to talk to Nate. All right, Nate. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> no, we miss you being here, Nate. But you had a lot of conflicting, a lot of conflicting, uh, a lot of conflicting activities. You know, you got to book a lot of this stuff way ahead of time and get permits. But tell us, how's it going? You have the big ice contest up at Blue Mesa. How's it going? It's going great, Terry. You know, it is a beautiful day. So, obviously, ice addiction is such a unique format. You know, we pick an area. Everybody is fishing amongst each other. It's all about skill, not necessarily about location. Uh, and it's exciting. So, so far, we're seeing rainbows. We're seeing browns. Uh, we're seeing lake trout. The biggest fish right now is just shy of three pounds. So we have two hours of competition left, but everybody knows Blue Mesa. I mean, even pre-fishing the last couple days, we saw some giant fish. Uh, and so far, it's just under three pounds in that first place spot. So who knows what uh, what will change, what the tables will turn. But right now, it's great. And, you know, yesterday we were 11, 12 below when we started the day, warmed up to mid-20s. But today, it, you know, it's probably in the 30s right now. Sun is shining and literally not a hint of a breeze. So absolutely just beautiful day out here. Uh, fishing's good. People are excited. It's the best of all worlds. So when will the, the actual fishing part of the competition wrap up? And what kind of prizes can people win? And is there a chance to get into another contest? Absolutely, Terry. So the fishing event goes till noon. Now, the exciting thing this year, we are hosting everything off the platform called Fishing Chaos. 
It's a it's a fishing app. Anybody can download it. But we have a live leaderboard running right now showing, you know, all the fish that have been caught today. So for everybody at home, whether you're a friend of a contestant or just listening to the show, you can jump onto the Fishing Chaos site. Uh, go to and just click on Ice Addiction. It's the first event on there. And you can now watch this leaderboard and see how things are unfolding. You know, so our first place is just shy of three pounds. I believe 30th place right now is about a pound and a half. Um, so very tight, narrow margin right there. Uh, but it's exciting. So everybody can follow along. And this is kind of the first event on the tour. So we're here at Blue Mesa. Again, this is the Mitch Bevins Ice Addiction event. A lot of people ask what Mitch Bevins. Mitch Bevins is with Journey Real Estate. He's a realtor on the front range. Absolutely the person to talk to with any of your real estate needs. Huge outdoorsman. He's the one kind of putting up that $7,500 first place prize today. Um, so it's exciting about that. So first place is $7,500 cash. We pay down to 30th place. In total, we're over $25,000 in cash and prizes. So over 25000 in cash and prizes for those top 30. And again, this is the first spot. We go to Utah for the next two events. And then after that, we're going to jump over and come back to Grand Lake. So we have four events. Today's the first one. We go to Utah next weekend, have a break, go back to Utah, and then we we'll end up having uh, our last event at Grand Lake on February 18th. And again, we're bringing that huge prize list of over 25,000 cash and prizes to all four events. Um, so huge prize list, over 100,000 in the series this year. And, and it's neat to see. And, you know, it's, it's cool because... Some tournaments require a lot of luck, you know, catching a tagged fish or catching a certain limit. Other tournaments require, you know, having gear, snowmobiles, all that kind of stuff gives you the edge. Here, it's single fish. So the heaviest single fish regardless of species. So you don't have to jump through a lot of hoops. You just got to catch some fish. And in most cases, like today, it's just an average fish that can win it, a 2.8 pounder. A lot of us have caught those Lakers and Rainbows at that 2.8 pound. So a lot of excitement out here. Yeah, it sounds like a really good time. It's just a good place to be. And you sounded like you got Chamber of Commerce weather. You couldn't have nailed it any better. And it just, uh, how often do you fish Blue Mesa and you get 30 degree and sunny and no wind? Uh, did you plan that? Exactly. I mean, we're in one of the coldest places in the state. And it is literally, I mean, there's one cloud in the sky. Uh, I mean, you're worried about sunscreen on days like this. So it, it's breathtaking, Terry. And uh, I mean, honestly, I, I'm very excited to see what takes this tournament. The way the water's down right now, I know we talked to Andy Cochran, uh, you know, Gene Taylor's and GSO Outfitters, and, I mean, they know this fishery. Where we're at is kind of a prime migratory area where some giant lakers come through suspended. Um, so, I mean, I think at any moment, one of these bites could turn into a giant fish. It's just hard to tell. We're actually seeing a surprisingly high amount of brown trout. So, great browns, bunch of rainbows, uh, a lot of lakers, but I really think the tables could turn quickly uh, with one bite from, uh, from a giant laker. It's just a matter to see if that happens. Well, the biggest lake trout that ever came out of Blue Mesa was only a little bit over 50 pounds. <laughs> now, did you drill a hole big enough to get that through? I'll tell you what, we, it's, it's pretty crazy how people have asked that question. We run eight-inch holes in all of our tournaments simply for the fact we don't want people stepping in them. So we're running eight-inch holes. Obviously, Colorado max limit is 10-inch holes. But the difference from an 8 to a 10 is pretty drastic. Um, it would be very interesting to see if somebody hooked one of those giant high 40s, low 50-pound fish, uh, what we would do. I can tell you we will uh, – 
be quick on the trigger uh, to, to make uh, accommodations to land that fish. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what it takes for sure. The, the biggest fish in ice addiction history has actually came out of Blue Mesa um, years ago, you know, six, seven years ago. Uh, and I believe that fish was uh, in the low teens, 11, 12, 13 pounds. So biggest fish in history came out of here. Uh, obviously, the, the state record lake chart is out of here. So we'll see what happens today. Well, I'm glad you're finally coming around the way of my think my way of thinking and drilling smaller holes. You know, we've <laughs> argued about that for years. So only only once, Terry. Only this once. <laughs> hey, Nate. While I got you on, before we let's change gears a minute. I don't know. I know you've been busy. I don't know if you're hitting any reports, but I'm hearing some reports about some pretty, um, maybe even dangerous stress cracks and fractures out at 11 Mile. Are you hearing anything on that? I, I am, Terry. We actually are trying to, anytime you get a deep freeze like we did, so we had extreme cold, we built ice fast. Obviously, I think a lot of people know that when you build a lot of ice, it, it has to go somewhere. You know, you're building ice up, you know, in the downward motions or from the surface down, but you're also shoving into the shores. And if there's not a lot of shore movement, a lot of times you are going to get some sort of pressure ridge or pressure crack to where that ice buckles up or down. Um, and you get those. 11 Mile has had a lot of movement, um, and you've had you're a winner. lot of extreme you know, big pressure cracks at 11 Mile. Biggest thing there is they will freeze up. They will get hard. Uh, but right now, you're definitely using some caution around all of those pressure ridges. Um, you know, and you can start that caution 15 to 20 feet from that pressure ridge. So be very cautious. Chatfield has a large pressure ridge as well. That one inverted and buckled down. So Chatfield has a huge pressure ridge just off the handicap here, running almost the length of the lake, and that pressure ridge buckled down. So all of a sudden, you have about a 20-foot path of what looks like water. There's actually ice underneath it, uh, but there's water on top. So no matter what the situation is, no matter what the body of water is, um, those expansion cracks are always a situation of using extreme caution. I always encourage everybody, if it's possible, always go around. Don't even attempt to cross them, just go around. If you have to cross them, um, it's a situation of using your spud bar and checking the ice extremely frequently anytime that you're around those ridges. All right, what have you heard about bites? I know we've all been tied up at the show, and but I know some of your people have been out guiding. By the way, some of your people are appearing here at the show today. At, um, in fact, they're going to be in the walleye panel with us a little later today. I want to talk about that more, but go ahead. What are you hearing about? Dust, Dustin Sigler there uh, making a strong appearance for Tightline. I think everybody knows that name. If you walleye fish on the front range, you know Dustin. Uh, absolutely an, an expert when it comes to electronics. Um, he's probably the person using the live optics more than anyone I know. You can go out on the water some days with Dustin, and he won't even make a cast um, without watching the fish and his presentation on his live optics. So uh, cutting-edge technology coming from him. Um, so, yeah, a lot of stuff happening there. And speaking of walleye in the front range, obviously we have some higher temps, um, but that ice is still holding up on the front range, and we continue to do more walleye fishing than about anything. Um, and we got good salmon going at 11 mile. We got good trout in all the South Park fisheries. But when it comes down to just truly taking advantage of the, the best bites, 
Um, 11-mile ice is going to last a while. South Park ice in general is going to last a while. Uh, Chatfield ice is not going to last as long as the mountain. So when it comes to a place to fish, I am dedicating so much time to that Chatfield Cherry Creek, and in particular Chatfield, um, catching those walleyes, having great days on smallmouth while that good ice lasts. Because, again, just like anything, that ice on the front range is always short-lived. Oh, you're absolutely right. You know, it, the bite gets real good when it first freezes, and it gets real good again when it goes away. And sometimes there isn't much time between those two, and and the fish, it, the bite just continues. Uh, right now, do you think, Chad, I think the front range, I've been out a little bit. I've been up, like, places, like I've been looked at Lawn Hagler. I've been up to Red Feathers and places like that. I went out and checked Douglas. There's good ice out on those lakes right now, but... But you're right, it could start going away. I would say hit the front range while we've got this ice. Hopefully we'll get it, they'll stay cool enough at night where we'll have, you know, a few weeks of it. But right now, it's just you don't need to drive a long way to catch some fish, do you? You do not, absolutely. I would stay on that front range. I mean, you look at Chapel on the south end, uh, especially down from Swim Beach, Catfish Flats, Fox Run, those type areas. You're not getting a lot of pressure ridges, so you have very consistent ice on that southwest arm, and you can stay up shallow around the weed flats and catch trout. You can drop into the pit and catch perch and bass. You can fish the contour edges and catch walleye. Um, so, again, while the ice is good and the fish is good, uh, that bite at Chatfield is definitely one to get for sure. Any particular presentations? Are you using artificials? Are you using minnows? What are you getting them on at Chatfield? I tell you, Terry, it is old school fishing. You can use all the artificials. You can use all the spoons. You want to go have a good day. You know, we're dropping live fathead minnows under slip bobbers or on some sort of, you know, dead stick, um, even a snare rod. But you put a, a fathead minnow six inches off bottom, everything in the fishery is eating it. We're catching rainbows. We're catching perch. We're catching the walleyes. So any technique, I would say, honestly, is doing good. Uh, we're really spending uh, more time than we have in the last five, six years using that live bait presentation just because it's catching everything and it's catching a lot of everything. So really making for some very successful days on the ice. All right, my friend, and any update on the first place at the tournament? Right now, we're still sitting there just shy of three pounds. Uh, again, stay tuned. This is the, you know, I mean, it is the Mitch Bevins of Journey Real Estate Ice Addiction event. You can search all those keywords, watch our Facebook page, uh, or just jump on that Fish and Chaos app and watch it there. But again, we will crown that winner with that $7,500 prize courtesy of Mitch Bevins of Journey Real Estate. That is all happening just after 12 p.m. today. So stay tuned, search everything, uh, and we'll see what uh, what takes first place here. Please. All right, my friend, we will. I don't know if you'll get back to the show, but we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon, Jerry. Thank you. You bet. Nate Zelinski. We are broadcasting live down here at the International Sportsman's Exposition. In about 15 minutes, Chad Lachance is going to get on the fishing theater. He's going to do a presentation on breaking down new water quickly. How when you go to a new lake, you know, Chad and I, we spent a lot of time filming our television shows and going to different bodies of water. Sometimes we had a guide with us. Sometimes we had a friend who knew the lake. A lot of times we had to figure it out. Now, you go there as uh, uh, avid anglers. You go to a new place to fish, and you just you need some help. How? Where do I start? What do I do? You know, there's just some basic things you can do 
that uh, will get you in the point in the right direction and maybe turn a day where you're struggling into one of the better fishing days you've ever had. So Chad's covering that. We have the walleye panel. At what time today, Karen? Um, which Karen's going to check for me on the walleye panel, which is one of our most uh, attended seminars. And it, it is at 1230. At 12.30, uh, Brad Peterson, Dan Swanson, Dustin Sigler, and myself are doing the walleye panel. That's 12.30 today. So what we do is we, you get in the audience, you ask us questions, and all of us take turns answering. And we don't always agree because we base it on our experience. But the walleye panel is back on Saturday. It's at 12:30 today. If you want to go to, if you're a walleye angler, you need to attend that seminar. Some of the best walleye minds in the country are going to be putting on that walleye panel. And then tomorrow, we are going to give away somewhere close to 70 free fishing rods to youth, the kids that come with their parents. It's going to be that's going to Brad Peterson's going to do a seminar around 12:30. So get here around 12 o'clock. We'll tell you how it's going to work while they last. We got like 70 free fishing rods tomorrow, so come down and join us. We're going to take a time out and we come back. We're going to we're going to talk some other types of activities like snowshoeing, skiing, and a lot of outdoor things right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 1043 the Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors broadcasting live from the International Sportsman's Exposition, but right now we want to take you to our favorite outdoor location where we spend our time and get our gear and that's jack's outdoor gear and joining us from there is sam reeves good morning sam good morning it's a uh, you're still up in fort collins I, i'm down in denver i'll bet it's a beautiful day up there oh yes it is beautiful blue skies not too chilly it's wonderful now it might get a little noisy here but what i want to talk to you about is we're having a good snowpack so far. We don't know how that's going to affect later the amount of water we get. But right now, for people that want to recreate in the snow, we have a, some great opportunities to get out and do snowshoeing, different kinds of skiing. And I understand you guys at Jack's are just focused on helping those people. Yes, sir. Everything from uh, rentals for snowshoes, cross-country skis, alpine touring, as well as uh, the sale of those categories. And a lot of inventory? Oh, yes, sir. We have uh, four different brands of snowshoes from MSR to Tubbs, Atlas, and Red Feather. Now, now if, I, if I come in, now this is a great time to either get started or to maybe upgrade or add to your equipment. Because uh, we know once you get outdoors, everybody wants another piece of equipment. Uh, my wife talks to me about that all the time. But let's kind of go through. Um, let's start with, you, you mentioned the alpine touring skis. What's the difference between cross-country and alpine touring? Yes, the alpine touring will have a, a hard plastic boot, similar to what you'd see on uh, downhill or resort skis. Um, they'll ski fairly similar, but you'll be able to free up your heel so that you can uh, skin uphill and uh, tour around on flatter ground and then lock it back down for your descents. All right. And then cross-country skiing, What? how does that differ? That one will be uh, traditionally narrower skis. They'll have a molded kicker section underneath that looks like fish scales that'll provide your traction. And your heel, your heel will always be free, allowing you to uh, kind of almost glide and walk around. 
So the the alpine one would be more if you're going a terrain where you might have some more steep downhills. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. All right. And what kind of is it? Does one seem to be more difficult to get into than the other? Yes. Um, the Nordic cross country is super easy to get into. You can practice it. Basically, any local golf course, if they allow skiing, um, whereas the alpine touring, you're typically out after uh, bigger backcountry objectives. And what, what does it cost me? If I want to get into both of those, just give me a, a low ballpark. What could I get started for? I suppose I need skis and gaiters, assuming I have some clothing. What, what are we looking at? Yeah, our low-end kind of ballpark number for getting into the Nordic cross country is going to be about... Uh, eight or nine hundred dollars um, for you know skis, poles, boots. Whereas the Alpine Touring, um, we've got a couple of items that are on sale at the moment that'll run you about thirteen, all said and done, for skis, boots, and poles. And you have quite a bit of inventory on those. Oh yes, sir. We have uh, an absolutely large selection of both Nordic Cross Country and Alpine Touring equipment. And you have the gaiters, the boots, everything I would need. So I one-stop shop, right? Yes, sir. Now, if I wanna, if I wanna do snowshoeing, in fact, I do snowshoe. Karen and I go up to Rocky Mountain National Park. What do I need to know to buy the right snowshoe for me? Yeah, part of it is based on uh, your objective. If you're going after a fairly popular area that'll have well-packed trails, a shorter shoe. Um, all a plastic deck will have better traction. Um, if you're going after a seldom visited area or you want to break your own trails, then having a tubular framed shoe that'll be much longer um, location to get through that. Now, if I buy the, the smaller shoe and I'm going packed, but I want to go off trail, is there an accessory I can add to maybe get through that heavy snow, or do I have to buy a new shoe? So luckily with uh, MSR, they're the only shoe on the market with a modular design. So you can get an additional tail to attach to the end of that shoe. I'm, I'm having a little trouble hearing you, Sam. There, you cut out on me. Oh, Sorry. Uh, MSR is one of the only shoes design that will allow you to go through that pack or have it shorter for pack trails. Okay, and how much getting into snowshoeing, what am I looking at for cost? Ooh, our low-end options start at about $150 and our top out at about 300 and you also rent gear, so is it a good idea to rent some gear and see what you want to do or how you like it, or do a lot of people do that first? Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, our snowshoe rentals start at $15 per pair per day, um, saving you about, you know, 10 times the cost. And the Nordic Cross Country starts at $20 per pair per day. And now, and once I figure out if I like it and I want to get into it, are you having some pretty good sales right now since you're focusing on this? We do, yes. Um, actually, right now, until the 22nd, 
We have skis from Alpina, as well as boots on sale for 25 off. category, we've got a handful of boots up to 30% off. Wow. And is that at all the Jack stores? Are they all pretty well stocked? Uh, the Fort Collins location will be the only store uh, with Alpine Touring, but at all of our locations, uh, we should have uh, And do they do rentals at the other stores or just Fort Collins? At the other stores, yes. So they do rentals at, and you said the sale's going on till the 22nd. Yes, sir. And if they they should talk specifically to you because you're the best expert in jacks, right? Uh, one of them. <laughs> I'm just giving you. You know what? In all honest, Sam, I've been so impressed with everybody at Jacks. When you go to the whether it's the department you work in, the fishing department, the hunting department, the clothing department, the people there are outdoor enthusiasts. You really know your products. We're uh, we're lucky enough to enjoy a job that deals with our hobbies so all right well we're going to let you go it's getting kind of noisy but any last comments for people who are thinking of starting these types of activities or maybe upgrading sounds like it's a great time yeah it's the perfect time to stop in see the new equipment get a feel with our rentals and uh gain a little extra knowledge through uh, one of us at least all right thanks sam I said, good luck, and we will talk to you guys again soon. People need to get in there and take care of it. All right. Thank you so much. You bet. That was Sam Reeves from Jack's Outdoor Gear. I know I'm at the show, and it's getting a little noisy here, but um, we're having so much fun at ISC. But I'll tell you what, if you want to get into uh, I knew about cross-country and snowshoeing. I didn't even know about alpine touring. Uh, Jack's can take care of you at the Fort Collins store for the Alpine Touring and the others at all the stores. And with the snowpack we've got early this year, what a great time to just rent some and try it out. If you do try it out, you're going to like it. Karen and I snowshoe. It's great exercise. It gets you outdoors, and it's a lot of fun. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, Brad Peterson's going to join us. We're going to talk a little waterfall, a little ice fishing, and a lot about the International Sportsman's Exposition right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We are broadcasting live from the International Sportsman's Exposition. Um, it's a little noisy behind me. One of our good friends, Chad Lachance, is on the stage. We've never found a way to keep him quiet. But we're going to continue through the show here. Hopefully you're headed down here. There's so much to do and say. In fact, let's go to Brad Peterson right now. I believe he's joining us. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Terry. So how are you doing? You're headed down to the show, aren't you? I am. I'm actually parked uh, here just doing the segment. We'll be heading in with my hands full of uh, swag to give away at the uh, various seminars today and then the, some of the fishing rods for tomorrow. Now, I'm going to get back to the ISE and what what our giveaways are today and tomorrow and our seminars that people need to come and see. But let's give them a little update to start with. First, you're our waterfall guru. We go to you. What's going on with the goose and duck hunting? Well, we finally got, we finally got a little bit of uh, stable weather. And so what's happened is when we had that real cold snap, a lot of the geese kind of were holding tight. 
geese have spread back out to the fields again. So the hunting for the geese has been really good. And now that a lot of the snow in Denver area has melted along the south flat, the river got pretty high, but it's dropping back down to normal. And I was out about this morning doing a little scouting, and definitely more ducks have shown up back to the river than were using it just last week. So I think for the waterfowl hunters, you know, next season we have till the end of January, and I think we've got uh, the opportunity for a real good end of the season. Now, with the with them using the rivers more than the ponds, the geese getting back in the fields a little bit, what's the importance of calling and decoys right now? Right now, I would say last week the birds were real quiet, so it's more important to have your decoy set up right. Now they're getting a little bit more vocal. So kind of both of them really pay off. And we're going to start to see... New birds getting to the area. Anytime you have new birds, definitely uh, the calling is important. So uh, both of those are going to be important, but you can get away with fewer decoys if you're if you're good at using your call. All right, let's move on to ice fishing. Have you had a chance to check any ice fishing or heard any reports? Yeah, I've been out uh, hitting a few of the small ponds around. Uh, spent a couple days out there at St. Brain. This week, and the ice conditions out there are still holding on pretty good. Um, we got down quite a bit colder than Denver last night. We're down into the te- upper teens. And so the ice conditions are holding fairly well. The bite is good, but it's getting a lot of pressure. So I noticed to get more bites, it really seemed like if you downsized the size of your bait, and also, if you went to a little bit lighter line, even if that's just the tippet section or the intersection, um, you're going to get more bites because some of the places, uh, Sandpiper there last Sunday on St. Brain had over 50 anglers out there fishing. So those fish are starting to see a lot of pressure. So just downsize. When you find some fish, don't make a whole lot of commotion on top of the ice, and it's going to get you a few more bites. Any other bodies of water that you've either heard or checked? Um, you know, I've been hearing that Boyd is still slow. That the low water levels kind of push the fish out to the middle of the lake. So if you do go fish Boyd, that Marina Cove area doesn't have a lot of fish like it normally does. So spend a little time going out in front of the swim beach or the jet ski beach area and you're going to have better luck on some trout and perch. And then up a little further north, uh, Douglas is doing pretty good. They're catching both panfish and walleye, and that's one of the few lakes in the state that has true saugers, so they are catching some saugers. Where where was that? I The noise here, I missed that. That was up at Douglas. Up at Douglas, yeah. And Douglas, you know, a lot of people don't know, Douglas is not very far out of Fort, Fort Collins. No, it's not. I mean, it's... It's within 10 minutes of the north side of Fort Collins. It is, and it's a, it's a, I think it's an underutilized lake because people don't understand it. Yeah, they don't. It's, it's kind of one of those hidden gems along the front range that just people don't really think about or know about. So it's one worth checking out. Yeah, so, so there's good ice. I, I would think there's probably good I, We know there's good ice in the mountains, too. And people, but right now we don't know how long this front range ice will last. So I would say if you're trying to make a quick trip, after you come to the ISE show, you should get out on some of the front range ice, don't you? Yeah, you know, we've 
we've had years where we lose our front range ice by, you know, the 20th of January. We have other years that you're out there till early March. You just never know on the front range. And so if you like fishing for warm water fish through the ice, get out there and capitalize on it while we have the ice right now. And, you know, you, you don't have, it usually you get some nice, warm, sunny days. You don't even have to overdress. No, no, you don't. Uh, I tell you, most of the time the problem I see with people is they get all bundled up. They'll walk out, pull the sled, and maybe, you know, their kids in the sled and all the fishing gear. And by the time they get out there, they're just sweating up a storm. Uh, usually when I go out, I leave my jacket and stuff in the sled so that I don't overheat. But, yeah, you can get by with, with a lot less clothing than you need when you head up to the mountains. You bet. Let's switch gears while we still have time. You're gonna you're headed to the International Sportsman's Exposition. Today and tomorrow we have a lot going on. Let's start with your presentations today. What are you when and what are you gonna be talking about? At twelve thirty I'm part of the uh walleye panel. And that's that's a great opportunity to get whatever questions you have. Uh, get several different opinions on, uh, you know, information for walleye fishing. We've got guys that not only have fished Colorado extensively, but also have fished throughout the country. So we're bringing a wide swath of knowledge to that panel. And then at uh, 3 o'clock at the expert corner, I'm doing rigging plastics. So if you've ever wondered how to do like a Texas rig or a Carolina rig or a wacky rig, I've got all the stuff there to kind of show you how to do it and let you practice so that next time you're going out, you can use that setup that maybe uh, you've always wondered about. And then at 4.30, I'll be back there at the fishing theater, and I'm doing a trophy walleye tactics presentation. Colorado has some great opportunities for trophy walleyes. People don't realize how much it's caught in Colorado compared to some of the traditional walleye states. And so I'm going to give them a, about four different tactics of ways to go out and target some of these larger walleyes. Well, you know, that's a good point because people think about going to Minnesota and Canada, and you and I have done all that, and there's great walleye fishing, but you may have a better chance at a big walleye right here in Colorado. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I was kind of going through my records, and, and my best year personally um, you know, Colorado, a master angler walleye is 26 inches, and I caught 20, over 20 walleyes in Colorado that were over 26 inches that year. That's yeah. not heard of unless you're going to, you know, maybe a Mille Lacs or a Lake Erie or a Columbia River. There's, there's very few spots in the country that you can do that good. You're absolutely right. Now let's talk about tomorrow. Tomorrow is our family day. You've helped us get this started. We've been doing it for several years now. We go to our sponsors and manufacturers and get get product donated. Uh, tomorrow, your seminar, I'm beginning, though the whole day tomorrow, the seminars are aimed at um, beginning or anglers that really want to up their game. Not that there won't be information for for anglers that are, advanced we'll certainly be here to talk to them but we'll start out 11:30. austin parr is going to talk consistently putting youngsters on fish and then you're doing a seminar call at 12:30 called let's go fishing and at the end of that seminar we're going to get somewhere be, i'm figuring it out brad that we've got lose 
uh, lose rods and reels and eagle claw and shields, we've got like between 50 and 80 kids, I think, are going to leave with either a rod or a tackle box for free. And how we normally do that is they they come to your seminar, we give them a ticket, and then at the end of that seminar, we send them to a booth to get their rod. What are you going to talk about in that Let's Go Fishing seminar? I'm, I'm gearing it with the basics of, you know, how do you go out and make fishing fun, particularly for kids, and get them started to where they get hooked on fishing. And, and like you said earlier in the show, we want them to get hooked on fishing and hooked on the tackle box and not the Xbox. So, yeah, exactly. Go ahead. You know, it's it's kind of the basics because taking a kid fishing is different than taking a buddy fishing. And so it, it's information for the kids, but it's also for the people that are going to be taking new anglers out and how to make it a fun experience where they're going to keep, want to keep going out. A few little tips on some techniques, a few things that work best for kids or new anglers. And then we do a, a good amount of question and answer because each year it's a completely different audience. And I want to make sure that we get those questions that the people there have answered and can help them out so that they have a good good experience taking those new anglers out this year. Well, you know, even though tomorrow's seminars at the fishing theater are going to be aimed more towards basics of fishing, you know, we've got tackle and techniques for successful angling by Matt Ensley. We've got fishing close to home by Kelly Carragher, who's a fly angler who loves teaching kids to fish. There's going to be information. I know on those basic seminars, I get a little kick in the butt to remind me of stuff that I've kind of got lax about. You know, I, I went up, you know, have done camp fish before, and we did a reboot of it. And we were doing a seminar, kind of one of the basic seminars, and, and Al Linder was coming up, and he gave a seminar and then stuck around uh, and listened to one of the basic seminars given out to the kids. And he actually said, you know what, I just learned something at that seminar. Now, someone who had been in the fishing industry for 60-plus years can learn something from a basic seminar geared towards kids. All of us can learn something like that. Oh, you're absolutely right. We, we we make it too we overthink it and we make it too complicated at times and 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 that's basic but I tell you what if you've got some some uh, sons and daughters or that you want to get into fishing bring them down here tomorrow while they last after your seminar at 12:30 we're gonna have uh, somewhere between 50 and 80 kids are gonna get free rods and ta- and and some of them will get a tackle box and probably plan on being here around noon to find out how it's going to work and then get into your seminar and hopefully we can make a bunch of kids happy and get them out fishing brad that's the goal and and uh, just getting them excited about it getting them interested um, and spending time outdoors yeah exactly brad i'll let you go so you can get in here we'll see you in just a few minutes all right sounds good looking forward to it terry all right We are broadcasting live for International Sportsman's Exposition. I will be here all day today, all day tomorrow. We have seminars going on. We're next tomorrow. We're giving away all those rods to the kids. I'm going to take a quick timeout, then I'm going to come back and wrap up this edition of Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. 
You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, the 104.3 The Fan. I, I hope we're back. It's so loud here, I couldn't hear my cue back in. But I think we're back on the air. I'm just going to say a couple quick things. Come down and see us at the International Sportsman's Exhibition at the Convention Center. I love having you come by and say you listen to the show. we got lots going on. Remember, tomorrow we're giving away fishing rods to like 70 kids. Come around 12 o'clock to see how it works. And now I want to go and see if Dan Jacobs is in the studio. Dan, are you there? I'm here. I'm not having nearly as much fun yet as you guys are having down there at the expo. Well, it's going to be, you know, I really, in all honesty, I love this because I get, we, we broadcast all year long and we're putting stuff out there. And to have people come by and say, hey, I went out and caught some fish because of what you said, or my son is getting into hunting, or we're going snowshoeing as a family now. We hear those kind of comments. And it makes us feel good that we're having an impact on people's lives. Well, you're going to have a, a people... you're going to have a big impact tomorrow when you give seventy count them seventy children free rods and reels from all your sponsors and of course your show, Terry. Yep, and they need to be down here by like noon tomorrow while they last to figure out how to get them. And we absolutely want to give all those away and have kids out there fishing in just the next few weeks with their brand new rod. So uh, we'll, we'll give them away. Now, so Dan. Because it's so loud here, I'm going to make you do most of the talking, but I have two questions for you. One, and I, and I asked Derek Wolf the first one yesterday. I said, do the Vikings, do you think they have any chance? And he said no. And I'm, I, the Vikings have done nothing, even though they're 13-4, they're and four, I believe. They've done nothing to instill confidence in me. And then the other question is, who do you look at are your favorites from each conference? And at this point in the playoffs? Yeah, great questions. And, of course, you have a long history in Minnesota. That's where Terry and the Rattlers started at the Moose Caboose in Minnetonka all those years ago. So you always keep your tabs on the Vikings. You know, the NFC is, you know, kind of wide open. Everybody's counted the Vikings out all year. Do they have a chance to make it to the big show? I think absolutely they have a chance to make it to the the big show that you know the Niners are looking strong but they're they're going with a you know unproven quarterback you know that sometimes you know it's like Cinderella at the ball uh, you know it strikes midnight in one of those games and all that goes away so kudos to Kyle Shanahan but I'm not you know confident that he would be able to beat the Vikings you know I mean he can but I wouldn't you know you know etch it in stone uh so to speak but I think the the, the champions coming out of the AFC I say pro- well there's three teams that are just playing out of their mind the Bills the Bengals, and, of course, the Chiefs. My money, I don't know. I just love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's, I mean, as a quarterback, I'm not a Chiefs fan or anything, but as a quarterback, I admire his play. I think he's the best in the game. I'm going with the Chiefs. I'd say the Chiefs um, have the the best shot at uh, bringing the whole thing home, Terry. Well, so so I I want Dante to save that tape and write it down now so we can hear who your favorites are next week. Oh, you think it changes every week? <laughs> well, well, you know, if they I gave... lose, it'll have. If it loses, they'll have to, right? Well, I gave no, I three mean, I winners. Did, I gave I three winners the, in the AFC. In... Go ahead. No, I gave three winners in the AFC. One of them's going to be alive next week, right? So I'm yeah. hedging, hedging my bets, Terry. You know all about that. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time because we all know anything can happen when you get here. And the NFL is probably the most 
of all the major sports, and that's because it's a one-and-done game. You know, baseball's a seven-game series. Basketball's a series. Hockey's a series. Uh, but in, in football, one bad game or one great game, and you're done or you're, you've moved on. And it's probably the most, the most difficult league to predict what will happen in the playoffs. Well, what about the, what about the fishing leagues? I mean, you, never, you have guys like upstarts like Terry Wickstrom that can go wire to wire and bring in all the fish. You never know well, one of those events. they put their money on me. They don't even consider anybody else. Oh, okay. Yeah, future <laughs> Hall of Famer, Terry Wickstrom. I'm going to let you go because it's so loud in here, and we'll let you go and talk some sports. All right, hey, man, seriously, kudos on all those rods and reels. Kids can stop by the expo tomorrow. I'm sure you're going to tell, tell them, uh, everybody all about it one more time. But tomorrow, be there by noon to get all those rods and reels, right, Terry? You bet. That's right. We're going to wrap it up. It's getting loud here. I know it's hard for us to communicate. I hope you enjoyed the show. Get down here and come and see us. We'll, uh, we'll close it out now, and coming up right after us will be Dan Jacobs and Sports.